Welcome back to Digging with Diggy. I hope you guys are having an amazing week. I know it's been a crazy week on my end. Filmed this podcast through sickness, but we are here and we are living. I know summertime is finally here, and so we all just want to soak up those UV rays. I know where I live, it has been extremely sunny and in the high 90s, and I thank the good Lord for blessing me with that because I do not like the cold, and I love summer. So hallelujah, praise the Lord, and I just want to say thank you to all of you guys from the bottom of my heart for just taking time to listen to these episodes, um, whatever day it may be that you pop on and listen. I truly appreciate it, and this podcast is growing in ways that I would have never expected it to go. So I thank you guys so much for just taking that time out of your day to just listen to me and others to share um, what's on our hearts. I really appreciate that. So thank you. Give yourself a pat on the back. And also a little birthday shout out. Happy birthday to Sarah. Good friend of mine. Today's her birthday. Um, True friendship right there. And the reason why I gave her a shout out is because today we're talking about how to identify real friends. And I know this has been a struggle in my life and, you know, sometimes you just feel alone and you feel like you don't really have any solid friends around you to support you and comfort you in those times of need, but it has really been something that the Lord has been working on me and I just kind of want to share my advice and where I come from. And so to kind of summarize this before we get into it, to know what we're talking about is the questions, do you really have friends? Are you loyal to your friends? Can you keep friendly relationships? And I want to try to answer these questions the best that I can, because I feel like those are important questions that we want answers to. And just based off of my experience and what I've experienced in my years of living on this planet earth beautiful planet earth I just kind of want to dissect that and give you what I've learned in my wisdom through all that and so I want you guys to take away from this where you understand the value of not only yourself but the value of loyalty and what real friendship looks like even though it's not easy to have real friends We still have a king who loves us and wants to be that friend to us when no one else is around us. So I think that's really important. Um, So step one of the first question is, who is your companion? And I know I want to read Proverbs 13, 20, because I think it's a very good verse. And it says, and I'm reading out of the NLT version, so... If you are opening up your Bibles, doing all that stuff, I'm reading out of NLT. So Proverbs 13.20 says, Walk with the wise and become wise. Associate with the fools and get in trouble. And I love Proverbs. I think Psalms and Proverbs are one of my two favorite books out of the Old Testament because of the way, especially I'm just going to talk about Proverbs right now. Proverbs just lays it down for us like the author does not hold back whenever they're giving wisdom or advice and Proverbs is all about the wisdom all about the wisdom and it just did not 
hold back at all. Walk with the wise and become wise. Associate with the fools and get in trouble. We all know that's true. If we're hanging around somebody who causes trouble, has a bad reputation, most likely we're going to, if we're associating ourselves with them, we're going to get in trouble because we're going to start acting like them. And there's a saying out there, and I know I've heard this a million times. It's, you know, whoever you hang out with, you know, you're going to become like them. It is true. It is true because you're changing your identity in a sense. Sometimes you're changing your identity just so you can fit in with a select group of people. And so if you're associating yourself with the so-called fools, you're going to get yourself in trouble, right? But if you're walking with the wise, the ones who are full of wisdom and knowledge, you're going to become more wiser. You're going to shape up a bit because you're growing, right? You're in a more positive environment. Whereas if you're associating yourself with the fools, it's more of a negative environment. So I just want to say that one time I had kind of went off on a rant in high school that I kind of was boasting to a friend that I had a lot of friends. Now, when I had said that, I really knew deep down these people weren't my friends, but I was trying to make myself feel better and say, you know, oh, these people are my friends. Like I have hundreds of friends. And without hesitation, this person that I was talking to said to me, um, she was like, no, you don't. (laughs) Like very flat out, very real with me. She's like, no, you don't. Um, And she kind of said like, you've met, may have met like hundreds of people, but there's no way that you really know that you have more than at least a handful of people, that you know them genuinely. And you'd be lucky if you had three real friends. And that really struck me because I'm like, first off, how dare you just like assume that I'm not actually friends with all these people? Because you know, you're in high school, you're taking it a little more seriously. But also, why would you say I'd be lucky if I had like three real friends? That's kind of rude. So I kind of took offense to that at first. And because in my mind, I was like, how do you know my situation? Why do you think you know so much about my situation? But as I reflected on what she had told me, I had realized that there are so many people in my life that are just my acquaintances, but I'm considering them my friends. But at that moment in time, I had less than three genuine friends. In fact, I only had one genuine friend. And I had, and I personally have worked so hard on this area in my life. And I think like today, I have at least, I wanna say like three or four real friendships ones where I'm extremely close and we're constantly hanging out and we're just sharing our life and our friendship with each other and just getting real having those real conversations but like it is true friendship is a rare and precious gift and if the Lord the Lord didn't have to give us friendship he really didn't He could have said, you know, oh, you only need to be friends with me and that's it. But instead, 
he gave us that gift. And friendship can be hard. It can be frustrating and it will cost us that time and that energy. But it also can be so good on the flip side. It can be a source of incredible pleasure. It can be encouragement, like I said. And um, like I mentioned earlier, it can also be comfort. And so it's almost like this priceless gift of God that God placed a little sliver of himself into certain people to walk into our lives. But also friendship is so much more than all of that because we become to a large extent like our friends, like I had mentioned at the beginning of this. And this may not be true of acquaintances, but when we're surrounded with our friends, we tend to become like them over the years. So we tend to adopt their values, their attitudes, their interests, their convictions. And whether it's for good or bad, we become like our friends and referencing right back to Proverbs 13, chapter 20, walk with the wise and become wise, associate with the fools and get in trouble. So if friendship is so life-shaping, how vital is it that we choose our friends wisely? How vital is it that our other friends choose their friends wisely? And how vital is it that our siblings, our parents, our whoever choose their friends wisely? And so my question to you is, what do you look for in a friend? What impresses you? Is it their status? Is it their money that they hold? Is it their personality? A great sense of humor, maybe. Maybe it's the gifts and talents that they possess. And to be honest, like these things aren't bad things at all, but they're not the traits that we should be directly looking for in a friend, if that makes sense. So rather the Bible says to look for wise friends, look for friends with the godly wisdom, right? We want friends who are going to encourage us and challenge us, people that possess that wisdom. Friends who understand what really matters in life. And I want to like emphasize that. Who understand what really matters in life. Because there's a lot of people that mess up the order of what's important in life. And that may be money's number one. I'm just going to use money because it's like the go-to example. It's an idol. Money may be number one in their life. And at like number five in the list, it's maybe God. Like we don't want... A friend who's like that. We want a friend who identifies that God is number one in their life and should be and will be. Um, sorry, that's just like a whole little rant, but like it's true. It's true. And also look for friends who know God and walk with God because going back to walking with the wise, it challenges you. It extends growth in your life. And also, God tells you that one day you will become like the friends that you choose. So I think that's really important. And so that's just my personal take on it. So for the next question, question number two, it was loyalty. Is it important? And we're going to stick in Proverbs because 
There's a lot of good verses that talk about wisdom and friendship and Proverbs is a great source to find those things. So Proverbs 17, 17, once again, NLT version, it says a friend is always loyal and a brother is born to help in times of need, period. And I use this verse, little side note, I use this verse a lot um, with my Sunday school class. They have just been drilled in their minds of this Bible verse because they're elementary school students. They're between the grades of first and fifth grade. Sometimes we have a couple sixth graders in there, but elementary school, it's a rough time. You're trying to find your place, make those friendships before you move up to middle school, maybe even high school. And they have this Bible verse just drilled in their heads. And I've done so many lessons on friendship because I know what it's felt like in my years of walking through friendships. So anyways, moving back on, loyalty isn't important. And then thinking about Proverbs 17, 17, I would say the greatest test of friendship is loyalty because A friend is supposed to love you at all times, no matter what happens to you, regardless. They are there to pick you up when you have fallen down. They are there to hold your hand if you're going through something challenging. And in the best and the worst of times, through the thick and the thin, a friend will be there for you. Above all else, a friend should be loyal and is loyal. And I would say... A loyal friend would never betray you or undermine you. And a loyal friend would never gossip about you because what? A friend loves at all times. Another example, if you lose your job and all your savings is gone, a real friend would offer you help or get you help because why? A friend loves at all times. If you get seriously sick or get diagnosed with a disease, your friend should be there for you. If you break up with your boyfriend or girlfriend or your engagement breaks through, anything like that, your friend will be there for you. If a loved one dies, your friend will be there for you. He or she will call you, reach out to you, And come to be with you. Because why? A friend loves at all times. And I just want to go back to the come and be with you. I think it's so beautiful whenever a friend comes to be with you. And you guys just sit in the presence of each other. And just sit there. And the silent acknowledgement of wow, this person is my friend. They dropped everything. Maybe they didn't drop everything, but they came to be with you and they came to comfort you. I think that's such a beautiful thing and such a good representation of what the Lord would do because the Lord moves mountains for us. And yes, we can come and we can sit in his presence and we can come straight to him. But to also have that physical presence of a friend 
is also so great at the same time. It's such a representation of what Jesus would do for us. So I just wanted to harp on that a little bit. Also, on on a side note, if you get too big for your britches, if you begin to wander from God, if you have a blind spot that's hurting you and you don't see it, your friend will be the one to confront you and challenge you. Because why? A friend loves at all times. And your welfare is more important than his comfort. And if something wonderful, something out of this world amazing happens to you, like a big promotion in the adult world, a huge bonus, you get hired somewhere, you get engaged maybe, your friend will be glad for you. But not just glad, a genuine deeply glad because why a friend loves at all times and you see where I'm going with this see where I'm going with this and last but not least if you are discouraged worried or hurting and you need someone who will just listen to you without being judgmental big emphasis on being judgmental without being judgmental even if it's 3 a.m then you know you can call your friend because why? For a friend loves at all times. This kind of friend, a loyal friend, a friend who loves at all times is an incredible gift of God. And that's something that you should not lightly take for granted and just brush it away like it's nothing. Like hold on to that is what I would tell you to do. Hold on to that and let them know that you are thankful for them. And even challenge yourself. You know, can I be a loyal friend? Am I a loyal friend? And reflect on that. And so the question isn't, do I have friends like this? The question is rather, am I a friend like this? Because there's a huge difference. Huge difference. So I know that was a lot of scenarios. But I think scenarios are a good thing because it gets our minds running. And it gets our minds working and thinking about all this stuff. And so our last category that we need to talk about and I think this is a really important topic they're all super important to talk about but this if you don't do this then I don't think in my experience that you're going to understand your worth and your value in forming solid relationships solid friendships and that is wounds that heal Because if we don't heal those wounds, then, I mean, we're just never going to move on to the next journey in our life. So, once again, Proverbs, this time chapter 27, verses 5 through 6, um, it says, An open rebuke is better than hidden love. Wounds form a sincere friend are better than many kisses from an enemy. So, 
kind of going off of that, an enemy is going to tell us what we want to hear. But a real friend will tell us what we need to hear. The truth is what a friend is going to give to you. And all of us have blind spots. All of us have our flaws, our weaknesses, and most importantly, our sins. We need people in our lives who will challenge us gently and also lovingly. People who know us, people that we trust. And all of us need people like this in our lives. Honestly, if we do not have people like this, then we're in trouble. We're genuinely in trouble because we may be headed for disaster. Certainly, we will never become the man or the woman that God has intended for us to become because we're getting off this beaten path and following it towards this disaster. So, I would say, if you're alone, you need a small group. You need a group where there is genuine community and not this clicky-click going back to high school community where only the certain people can be in the group. A group, a genuine community that invites anyone. And someone told me in my life that, and it was a professor, he's like, I'm not one for clicks, honestly. He said, I believe that if there is a table and everyone is sitting at it, there should always be an open seat because the Lord never intended for there to just be select groups of people. The Lord never shunned somebody out. In fact, he was always bringing people in, bringing in the outcast to come sit at the table. So find that community where there's always an open seat available at the table. And honestly, we need community. We need people like this in our life because it is simply God's way of not only transforming us, but transforming other people in, in well of all of this. So to challenge someone is an act of love. And I don't like doing it. Like, honestly, <laughs> I always say that I'm good at confrontation, but it is a select I would say it's select confrontation that I'm good at. So if I have to confront my friend, I got to be honest. Sometimes I really stink at it. I really do because I don't know how to go about it. Whereas I can confront a stranger easily because I don't know the person. I don't know them. I don't have a genuine relationship with them that I do with like, you know, a BFF or something like that. But to challenge someone is an act of love and It is never fun, but you don't do it because it's fun. You do it because you care about the person. And that's why parents have no problem confronting their children. Like they just go off on the kids. I mean, we, all of us have experienced it in some form, in some way in our lives, but it's because they care. And parents, sorry. I'm still sick. I'm still getting over everything. Parents are more concerned with loving their kids rather than pleasing their kids. They're lovers. They're not pleasers. 
when it comes to their children. And if you are a lover, you confront. If you are a pleaser, I got to be honest, you shrink back in cowardness. And I'm just going to repeat that one more time and then we're going to move on. If you are a lover, then you confront. And if you are a pleaser, you shrink back in cowardness. And I would just encourage you to reflect on that because I know the Lord has opened up my eyes in so many possible ways. And so I would just offer two cautions, two cautions to you. And caution number one is if someone is not open to challenge or is not teachable, don't go to them. Don't waste your time. Don't waste your energy going to them. And Proverbs chapter nine, verse eight says, so don't bother correcting mockers. They will only hate you, but correct the wise and they will love you. So that's what I have to say about that. But also caution two is go directly to the person. If you go to someone who is not a part of the problem or part of the solution, that is gossip. That is not love. And I think a lot of times, especially in girls' minds, we think by doing certain thing that it is out of love, that we're not gossiping, we're not spilling the tea, but even if we think it's borderline gossip, it's still going to be gossip. And Matthew chapter 18, verse 15 says, if another believer sins against you, go privately and point out the offense. If the other person listens and confesses it, you have won that person back. So I would say, don't get carried away with challenging people. God has not given you the spiritual gift of criticism. But if you love someone, there will be times when you need to challenge them. The Lord will lay it on your heart. You will see with clear eyes that you need to challenge them because you care about them. And perhaps it may be a problem with pride, a problem with honesty, or maybe just a problem with the way they treat other people in their life or people around them. When these occasions arise, go to the person lovingly, gently, and humbly go for the sake because you care. Because you care. And Proverbs, once again, 27 Verse 5 through 6 says, An open rebuke is better than hidden love. Wounds from a sincere friend are better than many kisses from an enemy. So I hope today that you feel encouraged. Because I know that was a lot. I know that was a lot. But I hope in some way some of this has encouraged you and you feel ready and prepared to identify who the real friends are in your lives. How can you let those wounds heal? How can you see if someone's loyal or not in your life? If you have any loyal friendships, how do you identify that? And so I truthfully pray 
that this has all been good. And I know this one was like a little more serious um, than the last one, but I would say that friendship is such an important topic to me because it's something that I have struggled going through because I've never had a genuine group of friends until going into college and even college was still a little bit of a struggle until I found my feet and found my people but the Lord and I want you to cling to this because this is something that I cling to is the truth and the plans that the Lord has for you and his timing and I know that my hope is to get um, a few people on here and do a huge, huge podcast with like three different guest speakers um, in one podcast and have a conversation with them about friendship because they are some of the most loving people that I know, such great friends of mine. And I know they want to do this. I just have to actually get them on board with it. Um, But I may, I will hopefully do a part two to this and get their input and their take and all that um, because it is really, really important. So I hope this blessed you today. I hope these words encouraged you and challenged you, especially, most importantly, the word of God has somehow maybe convicted you or challenged you because I know it's always doing that to me. But I thank you for taking time today to listen to this and I hope you have a blessed rest of your week. Remember that episodes drop every Wednesday and I will see you guys on the next episode. So God bless.